KJ, and I'm the host of Midwest Bias Podcast. Thank you for listening, and let's jump right in to the Minnesota Sports Minute. It's the Minnesota Sports Minute. Yeah, the Minnesota Sports Minute. It's all you want in just one minute. The Twins stink. They've lost six in a row. They lost three out of four to the Rangers, a non-competitive team, at home. Then they traveled to Houston, and surprise, surprise, they got swept. Tonight, they open up against the San Francisco Giants at home, so that's not going to be easy. They stink. And on a related but not entirely causative note, we are canceling our season tickets. It's been a good run, though. This has been the Minnesota Sports Minute. Okay, one more thing before we move on to the next segment. Sandra Rohde. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Sandra, thank you so much. You know what I'm talking about. Very kind. Thank you. All right, let's get to the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Yep, it is that time again for the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Again, joining me after a week off, I'm sure you feel rested, is the Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was just fired up to come back. And you're exhausted after last episode? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we don't have any questions this week. Surprise, surprise. Do people just not like email? Probably. People just don't use email anymore? It's easier to type on Twitter? Yeah. That's what I think. Yep. People are done with email. Well, we do have some Twitter talk after last week's episode. Good. Mm-hmm. So the first, actually, this one was from the two weeks ago, but we saved it for this week because Karen Middlestat, who was here last week, she doesn't have a strong opinion on French fries, hmm. which kind of surprised me because, hmm. you know, Karen has a strong opinion on everything. Yeah, yeah. I am surprised about that. Mm-hmm. That's weird. But Come Karen's on, Karen. also a healthy eater, so that That's doesn't true. surprise me. So anyway, this came in a couple weeks ago from Will at Aquarium D-R-N-K-E-R. He wants to know, what have you got? And there's this, I guess it's a meme or a picture, who has the best fries? And it's all hmm. these fast food joints. And let's see, there are 24 different fast food joints, none of which I have not been to many of these. So first of all, I I will list, I will list each 20, all 24. Wow. And you just interrupt me quickly if you've had any of their fries. Okay. McDonald's. Yes. In-N-Out. Yes. Arby's. Yes. Jack in the Box. No. Raising Cane's. Yes. A&W. No. Wendy's. Yes. Chick-fil-A. No. No. Uh-uh. We don't go to Chick-fil-A. No, we don't. White Castle. No. Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. Way back in the day, probably. KFC. No. Smash Burger. No. Five Guys. Yes. Shake Shack. Probably. Burger King. Yes. Checkers slash Rallies. No. Sonic. No. 
Churches. No. Culver's. Yes. Steak and Shake. No. Dairy Queen. Yes. Popeye's. Uh, no. Whataburger. No. Taco Bell. No. Okay. And my fry consumption is way less than that because I also, like Karen, am not a big fry eater. Hmm. However, I think it might fall into the category of like the ice cream where I'm going to have a few of your ice cream, a few licks of ice cream because I do tend to take a few fries yes, when you, you do. order it. But you don't care about that. You always have extra fries. Yeah, I always I order extra just to be on the safe side. I'm not going to buy a small fry mm-hmm. if I'm sharing with you. I'll get a medium. Oh, not really. Yes. You don't usually ask me ahead of time like you do with ice cream. Now, what? how much are you planning on having of this? No, because ice cream is more important to me. Yeah, so I don't think you ever change how big your fry is. You just order it and you let me have a few. Mm-hmm. I usually get medium. There. You never get a small. No, not Unless usually. Unless you get, you usually buy the kids' meal at Culver's, and that's yes. a small fry. Yes. And you still give me some of those. I do, because they're not the best. Okay. So they definitely won't be in my top five. Well, I don't know if you need a top five no. for this. I but think it wouldn't be. Well, is there a clear number one? Uh, no. I don't think so. Is there a clear number one and two? Uh, probably, like, I probably have, like, a top three. I'll go with top three, but not top five. Okay. Just because I don't remember some of them, so if I don't remember them, they're probably not the best. Yeah, and it's not a true answer because we haven't been, you have not been to every one of these, so you were not really doing this test appropriately. No. I guess if I had to pick, most of the fries taste the same to me, but Five Guys is pretty good, mm-hmm. um, and Arby's was really good, and I had my first curly fries this summer, and I thought they were really good. Yeah, those are two that I would have picked out, and okay. uh, the other one is McDonald's. Something oh. about their fries. Mm. They're just excellent. Then they, they they know the right salt proportion. At least mm-hmm. they did. I think they're a little less salty now, mm-hmm. but there's something about those fries. Like if I have a if I have a hankering for fries, I'm going to McDonald's. I really only get the Arby's fries, which I really like because I love the curly fries. But I'm really only going there from getting like the roast beef meal. If I had to just say, oh, I really want fries, I'm going to McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. And we but don't have a, a five guys if, in town. Not so. if we had five guys. Yeah, yeah, five guys, I would say is number one. But their what fries about are Arby's? excellent. Well, Arby's, I was just talking about Arby's. I know, but you wouldn't go to Arby's over McDonald's? No. Curly fries? No. Oh, they're uh-uh. way better than McDonald's. No, I'd fries. pick McDonald's fries first. Okay. But if it, but uh, my number one, I would say, is Five Guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In and Out's good, you know, because they also do fresh cut fries. But I think I just like Five Guys better. Okay. Well, there you go. You have it. Five Guys, Arby's, and McDonald's. Mm-hmm. In that order? Uh, Five Guys, no. McDonald's, Arby's. Correct. Okay. Now, do you think that the magic ingredient in McDonald's fries is petroleum? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I took Mama today. We, we had a couple of, she had a couple of appointments and I took her. And uh, she asked me if I wanted to treat in between appointments because we had about 45 minutes to kill. And I said, well, why don't you want to go get some ice cream? And she said, no, um, I kind of want a sweet tea, iced tea. And I said, I don't know any place in town that would have a sweet tea except for McDonald's. Oh, okay. And I said, even better, it's any size for a dollar. Oh, okay, then I'll get a medium. She always gets small of everything. So she gets that and she tastes it and kind of goes... She she tasted a couple of times and said, I like the initial taste, but then there's an aftertaste that uh, tastes like petroleum. (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, Petroleum. I said, I love McDonald's sweet tea. Oh, I'll drink man. it. She, but she would not give it to me. Oh. So she liked it enough to keep it and drink it all. Uh, Just a hint of petroleum? A hint no of petroleum. No big deal. Yeah. Sweet tea with a hint of petroleum. <laughs> I asked her what she would rate it, and she said, mm, I don't think I'd order it again. And I said, well, then that's it. That's probably just a three. If it tastes like petroleum, it should be no higher than a one. Well, she didn't want it. She liked it enough to keep drinking it, but Which she just is. thought the aftertaste tasted like petroleum. That's because your mom's not going to... She paid a dollar for that. She's not going to not drink it. Yeah, but I offered to drink it for her. Yeah. It wasn't like we were just going to throw it down the no, drain. No, but still. Come okay. on. Anyway, enough about fries and petroleum. And petroleum. Okay, another Twitter talk, just a general comment about last week's episode from Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick. He says, a few comments for this wonderful pod. Mm. One, Karen Middlestat may be my favorite non-Hall of Famer guest co-host. <laughs> she is your McManus. Any listeners other than Kornheiser listeners won't get that reference. I'm adding. Two, her, perhaps misguided in places, self-assuredness is on par with my own. <laughs> Three, don't care how you do your laundry, just do it tap cold for Mama Earth. Oh, tap cold. Okay. Oh, I didn't do tap cold. Yeah, I, I, I did mm-hmm. a load of laundry this weekend. I didn't separate, but I did put it on cold water. But I didn't put, I don't think we have tap cold as a... We do. A, we have cold and tap cold, and oh. I didn't know what the difference was. I, I figured cold is cold. Let's well, do that. They probably have to take extra energy to get mm. it cold. I don't know. Like it must go through, maybe through our water softener or something? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I'll mm, do tap shoot. cold from now on, and I'll think of you every time, Patrick. And he says, and I should add, my own self-assuredness is often also misguided. So good to have fine folks around to provide sound and non-violent Gladwell-esque slaps to the face. <laughs> there, are, there are more and more really effective earth-friendly detergents there. Okay. okay. Good to know. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, I, I did hesitate to read that because I didn't want Karen to get a bigger head. <laughs> <laughs> As Kornheiser says, Karen, we kid because we love. Um, okay, so now we got... Quite a few. Rue, what is it, honey? She is shoving her face between our two legs and asking for love. She's a little needy right now. She doesn't like it when we podcast. She probably will ask to go outside here pretty soon. Okay, laundry. This is all about laundry. Sarah Susie has tweeted the show at Sarah Susie 13. Lights, darks, and quote, dry fit. I hang all technical fibers. I have no idea what technical fibers nope. are. I asked on Twitter, what are technical, bless you, Rue, what are technical fibers? I didn't get a response from her, but Jenny Robbins later said synthetic fibers, question mark. So mm, okay. it made me, and there's Rue pushing the outside button. Okay, excuse us for a moment. Rue wants outside. The dog gets what the dog wants. Okay, so... I don't know what that means. We're going to go with synthetic. Maybe there was some sort of autocorrect. And then she says, just read that sweaty clothes should never dry as that is how the stink develops, which Hmm. I can believe. So now super sweaty stuff goes in a bucket of cold water with a scoop of rockin' green activewear until wash day. Hashtag laundry snob. (laughs) Rockin' green activewear. Never heard of it. Active wear it makes it sound like it's a shirt. Is she saying that's laundry detergent? Well, I, it, I bet it must be like a, a pre-wash kind of thing. 
Yeah, but is the name of the detergent rock and green activewear? Probably. Well, that sounds like it's a shirt. Hmm. Or a pant. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person because I'm like horrible need, with laundry. It sounds like we need a clarification, Sarah. And then Todd Takei at Tooth Takei says, unless there's a new red item, it's all washed cold slash cold in the same batch. Yes. Bedding and towels get a different load. So score one for Todd. I am all with Todd on this one. Um, yep, we do bedding and towels in a different load. Everything else goes in the same batch. Uh, and then, okay, so we've got, let's see, did Sarah say if she separates? Oh, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she's she putting does. all that effort in. So too. now super sweaty stuff goes in a bucket. Okay, she doesn't say if she separates. Todd says yes. Jolene Wojcik at JMR. <laughs> Wojcik, I am dumbfounded you dump it all in at once. It never occurred to me that people do that. <laughs> Darks and cold, whites and warm, lights that say wash in cold. Oh, lights that say wash in cold. I don't understand. Oh, as a separate one. If hmm? it's not technically a, a white, if it's a light one, it says to wash in cold. Okay. I'm guessing. Also, I liked Chris Davenport's tweet, so that meant I want to hear the story. Oh, she's talking about the toll booth story. Yes, we got a number of votes to hear the toll booth story. I fear I have maybe oversold the story. <laughs> yeah, it's not that great. Uh, and then J- Jolene says, Karen was wonderful as always. Glad the Hoffer is okay. Mm-hmm. Me too, Jolene. Thanks, Jolene. Adam Jameson. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Adam, this is the first time I believe that Adam Jameson has commented on a Midwest bias thread. Thanks, Adam. At Soft Toss Lefty. Oh. Ooh. So. Buddy of yours. Is it possible that he's a left-hander like me? I think so. Uh, Okay, so Jolene is against us, so that's one to one. We don't know about Sarah. I'm assuming Sarah is as Jolene is. She's doing all that extra work. There's no way she's just throwing everything in. Yeah. Okay. Adam says, yep, dump it all in at once. Yes. I'm with Adam. So, so far, the dudes, we wash clothes yeah. like the dudes. Yes, apparently. Which does not surprise me. No. Yeah. No. And Jenny Robbins says, at Robbins underscore Jenny, I always add a little bit of white vinegar to the darks. Mm. It prevents the reds, dark denims, and blacks from bleeding. I use cold, except for bedding, because my ENT told me to use hot. I use lingerie bags and wash most of those in the delicate cycle. I've never had a problem. Oh, good. So I can put my, if I get some lingerie bags, I'm assuming they're like, I used to have one that would, could wash hats. You mm-hmm. put it in a separate bag. Yeah, probably. And her ENT told her to wash in hot, so maybe that has to do with like allergies and stuff and killing the germs. Or Probably. Because you're supposed to wash bedding. That could be another admission to our failed, our poor laundry skills, is that you're supposed to wash sheets fairly often especially if you have allergies and i don't think we wash them enough probably not mm-hmm. so why don't you guys just hit us with that too tell us how poor we are karen how often should i have washed my sheets we didn't talk about that last week Mm-mm. uh so jenny didn't s- it sounds like jenny does separate i'm not i don't know for sure she adds white vinegar if she's adding white vinegar she most certainly separates mm-hmm. well i pre treat stains well like how much well how much extra effort are you thinking it takes to add a little bit of white vinegar well i'm just saying if you do all that work to preserve the darks you're not throwing it all together okay well the reason that i think we do throw it all in together is 
we don't neither one of us has that much whites or lights no almost everything we wear is darks and so i'm not gonna just wait two weeks to get a full load of lights i want a full load so i don't waste energy mm. so i think that's why i throw them all together okay. not necessarily because i'm lazy but because I want to do one load and be done. Yeah. I will say, this time when I did laundry, I did lights and darks. I had a hard time figuring out what belongs in the lights, though. Yes, I know. And what belongs in the dark. You did get a, a lesson from my our sister in yes. Jenny. You did. Yeah. She, she did a good job. And Karen I laid learn... that out last week. In, yeah. In I, but big pastel. Detail. Uh, is that so like a light blue would be a pastel? I don't know. Probably um, powder blue. I did. I did like a light gray and a light blue. Yeah, light gray isn't goes in the lights. Yeah, but I don't. But know the about dark light. grays I threw. Yeah, because I learned s- that from Jenny. I have to see how light the blue yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I didn't do it right, but I I attempted it. Yeah. But the thing is, is then I had two smaller loads. Yes. So. I don't know if that's a great thing. But you thing. can change the setting, can't you? So maybe well, if I can change the setting to small load, I could do these more separating. Well, we have a fancy washer. It senses how big oh. the load is. Well, then I have no excuse. Yeah. It's time to separate. Mm-hmm. So laundry, I think, was the biggest Twitter talk we had. Well, we have one more person who I'm going to bring in right now. Ooh. Who's this? This is a very special guest, the most special guest, to tell her laundry preferences. So here she is. Please welcome Mama. Hello. So do you want to say your name or do you want to just stay as Mama? Mama will do. (laughs) Okay. I had to get Mama's take on laundry since she's the one who taught me how to do laundry. And was I right that I said you had to separate everything and we hung dry a lot. Yes, that's true. I used to, before we had to do some washers and dryers that you had to put money into, I used to separate three or four different things, but I got to pare it down to two, as I recall. Three or four? Okay, lights, darks. Whites. Whites, that's three. And I think towels were separate. Yes, towels and bedding is separate. What about sweaty clothes after you've run your marathon? I never ran any marathons, so I never worried about that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and we got some Twitter talk this week with people saying that linens and bedding are in a separate load. And mostly the feedback we got was, was men throw it all in one load and the women separated. And so we weren't surprised that the Hall of Famer and I did our laundry like men. (laughs) I do too now. Because it's just so much easier. And one lady, I was complaining to her in the laundry room that oh, it takes so long and costs so much. And she said... Yes, because you have to pay for laundry now where you're living, right? How much is it per load? Dollar fifty Per load? Washer and dryer or dollar fifty each? Each. Okay. Sorry, so if you, if you do two loads, that's four times dollar fifty. see? So, and she said, you know, I've washed my clothes so many times, they aren't new. She said, I just put them all in one load. I thought, well, there's permission for me. <laughs> so I tried it, and I've been doing that since, unless I have too many for one load. And that doesn't happen very often. I'm assuming that the lady that told you that used to separate, and now she's saying she's not doing it anymore? I don't know for sure, but I, I would guess so, yeah. Okay, so you don't separate anymore, and you think it's okay that I don't, right? 
I've not completely disappointed you. No, especially since how can they complain when I'm doing it too? Yeah, but I don't have to pay for my laundry. That's true. That's true. I'm sure it would be better. Your white clothes will gray more quickly if they're washed with other colors. Even though they might not take on the actual color, they might lose their whiteness. That's okay. We don't use many, we don't have many white clothes. Years ago, I used to put the whites in a separate load, wash them on hot, and put in bleach. I don't do any of that anymore. I do a cold on everything. Oh, because you listened to the Malcolm Gladwell episode? No. <laughs> Why then? Why cold? Just because I've been hearing that that's just as good. Did you hear that on the Midwest Bias podcast? I had heard it before. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> Okay, so we, we have started to do cold water, although Patrick Moffat said tap cold. And I'm not sure why, but he thinks that's better for Mama Earth, tap cold instead of cold cold. I'm sure that's fine. I can't imagine why it would matter. Well, Patrick might tell you. Okay, so separate your clothes, cold water, and no bleach anymore. Now, uh, our friend Jenny Robbins said that she puts a couple of tablespoons of white vinegar in with the dark so that they don't bleed or something. Oh, that's probably a good idea. I remember learning when I was in Thailand that you should soak things that you think will, will bleed in salt water. Mm-hmm. I never did do it, but that's what she suggested. Yeah, that's too much work. Yeah. And then I wanted you to tell me if I, do I really have to, you know, Karen last week was talking about hand-washing bras and hang-drying them. I said, can't I just put them in the, the low-dryer, delicate cycle, delicate cycle, low-dryer? Um, and what do you think of that? Well, I suppose the very best is to hand-wash and hang to dry. But I put mine in the cold water, and then I hang to dry. Then if Mama does it, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I've never considered myself a real fussy launderer. I just... Just do it well enough to get it done. So you don't feel the need for all these best practices, as Karen called them, for laundry. And I I do prefer the word laundress over launderer, but I don't know if Karen made that up. I don't either. Well, it's not that I don't feel the need. It would be lovely to do it that way. But if you have shortage of time or shortage of money or have to go back and forth to yeah, all those things enter in. Yeah, it takes you more time to do laundry nowadays. So you, if I were you, I would do it the way you're doing it. And I even already do it the way you're doing it. And then the last thing is, do I have to, like Jenny said, do I have to hang dry everything or is it going to shrink? Because I remember we hung everything. There was stuff hanging all over our apartments growing up. I don't want things to shrink, but Jenny said that Jenny, my sister-in-law, your daughter-in-law, said, if it's not 100% cotton, it's not going to shrink, so don't worry about it. Throw it in the dryer. It wasn't only shrinkage. It was also just to make them last longer so that you didn't, because dryers are hard on clothing, you know, the hot, the hot air. So I think that's the main reason we did that. Okay, well, then I'm going to compromise and just dry it on low. Okay, whatever you say, you're a big girl now. <laughs> And on that note, we say thank you to Mama for joining us today. Thanks for coming on, Mama. I know you were not keen on doing so, but thank you. Well, it was okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so that was the laundry Twitter talk, and Mama has spoken. So we can put this laundry issue to bed. I don't want y'all getting agitated.
<laughs> that we're talking about laundry too much. Okay, we have one tweet from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33 about beer. She said, I knew this one was going to be questionable for KJ, but the Hoffer might have been on board. Let her know I didn't really taste the honey either, but hmm. I enjoyed it. Wheat beer isn't typically my favorite, but I enjoyed it. So she's talking about the blood orange honey one yep. with the really cool can from Sheboygan. Yes. But yeah, she she was right. I would be a little bit more, I'd use a little more harsh language than questionable for me. <laughs> it was definitely not questionable. <laughs> but you liked it. I did. Yeah. Yep. And But yeah, couldn't taste that honey. No. Okay, so now the the next few and the final few tweets we got are about your beasting. Mm, the first okay. one from Ellen Vanderlinden at Ellen VL. Goodness, I did not remain calm during the beasting story. <laughs> what were you waiting for? Tony, two words, and that's her husband Tony, ignored the red lights when I was anaphylactic. And then in a follow-up tweet wow. later, she said, Imagine if the Hoffer had gone straight from the basketball court to the ER. There would have been no need for the living room stripped down or the dashboard drumming. <laughs> That's probably true, but I was thinking it's got to get better. Okay, the and I did get to see every inch of where your rash was. Yes. There was no way that Benadryl was going to handle what I saw. Mm-hmm. And when That's you hopeful. FaceTimed me and showed me the hives... I couldn't really see them that well all over the camera. Yeah. Well, they weren't as but bad at that time either. I did suggest to you that you go straight to the ER. Yeah. So I'm not taking this, Ellen, when you say what were what was I waiting for. I, I hope that was directed to the Hoffer because I was waiting. Again, the only information I got was a text at first that said, I'm having a reaction. I'm going to get some Benadryl. Yeah, I, I definitely um, downplayed it, yes, I think. I, well, I just figured, okay, it's going to get better. I've now had some Benadryl. Now, in your defense, though, you've never had a reaction no. like this before. So what were you thinking? How am I supposed to know? Yeah, I had nothing co- to compare it to. I've never had my whole body just... Yes, but you were also extremely uncomfortable. Oh, I was, yes. But and, I thought and... maybe I just needed a little more time for that Benadryl to kick in. Yeah, you had over an hour for that Benadryl. By then, yeah. And Ellen could obviously through her ears could hear mm-hmm. could picture how uncomfortable you mm-hmm. were so ellen is anaphylactic she must have had some anaphylactic uh experience and so she's probably an epi member of the EpiPen. Club. i would say so um and then jenny robbins replied to ellen omg i totally agree i'm so glad everything turned out okay even if you don't have a known allergy benadryl liquid or tablets should always in all caps be in a first aid kit Hmm. Now, we have Benadryl at home, Jenny. We have a first aid kit in our car, but it doesn't have, I'm sure, it, it no. was one of those that we bought. I, maybe there's Benadryl in it. And the Hoffer didn't have our car because the other, Mm-mm. her friend drove. So the Hoffer and her friend took a young 10-year-old boy mm-hmm. to the park without a first aid kit. So if you want to, you know, weigh in on what you think of that. <laughs> ah, that's what stores are for. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine because you went to the ER. Oh well, yeah, I went to I went to Quick Trip to get some bed and drill first though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So those that was the Twitter talk of the week. Thank you everyone who participated in that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for watching out for me and being worried about me. And speaking of the ER, I did receive a resolution on mm-hmm. my com- I, my complaint, and I said that I would withhold my ER story until I had a resolution, and. Your ER, you, your ER experience was wonderful. 
Yes, they were excellent. And I got to go back with you, but when mm-hmm. I went, it was because of COVID. We both had COVID, and they didn't let you come back into the waiting room with, no. or into the room with me. I got kicked out immediately. Mm-hmm. You did. It's been a while now, so help me remember. Okay. So the reason I went to the ER was, in my opinion, not COVID-related. Uh, it wasn't a symptom of covid it was because mm-hmm. I took that Paxlovid. I took one dose, and two hours later, I i suppose you're going to tell that part of the story, which you should. I mean, it's funny now, but... It is funny. Okay, so about two hours later, I'm in the bathroom. Oh, I, I guess I was taking a nap, and I, or I was trying to sleep, or I was laying down because I felt like crap. And I get up quickly because all of a sudden I feel like I have to vomit. And I'm in the bathroom, and I had an urge to, I, I, at first before vomiting, I had an urge to, to, that it might come out the other end, mm-hmm. for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, not getting too detailed. So I got on the toilet first, and nothing happened there, and then it felt like, oh God, you're going to throw up, get, change positions, get on your knees. So <laughs> I did that. I did throw up, and I got up from that, and while I was throwing up, I would say during that process, my hands and calves went numb and tingly. Like my hands were super tingly. Like I couldn't, they were just like they felt heavy. And my thumbs were pressed into my palms. Like if you took, try to take your thumb and push it over to your pinky finger, they were pressed in and I could not move them. I could not bend my fingers. They were completely numb. And so I stood up pulled up my pants, washed my hands as best I could, and I'm I'm hollering for the Hall of Famer. I and I'm hoarse from COVID, so I can't really talk loud. And I'm like, Hall of Famer <laughs> I don't think she quite yelled that. Yeah, I called her by a different you know. name, but Hall of Famer, no no response. And I did it a few times because I needed her help. And she would not respond. And she was in the kitchen, which is the room next to us. So finally, I just banged on the wall. And she comes in and... and uh, Sidebar. At first, she helps me. No, let, let me take okay, over for right, now. Okay, take over. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, in the, yeah, I'm in the kitchen, and I don't have very good hearing. All of a sudden, I hear pounding. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I look down the hallway. At this point... <laughs> I see my wife, like in her that's me in her skivvies, and her her shorts down to her knees, going, "I need help." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what? What's going on here?" So I help her to the bed. I, I'm gonna pass out, and so I get her over to the bed and lay her on the bed, and and I'm like, "I, I don't know what to do. What's going on? What's going on?" And She's like sweating profusely. She's all red and like clammy and I don't know what's happening. And she's like, I think I'm going to throw up. So I find a bucket for her and I get her a wet washcloth and then she throws up again. Oh, and I missed the bucket on the bed. A yeah, you bit. did. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Not you threw bad, up on the, on the washcloth. On the washcloth. We threw that away. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to get this detailed. No, I gagged a little. Lunch. I gagged. Just now? No, oh. no, at that time. But yeah, so I, I come down the hall and I see I see her. I need help! And my, uh, my, my shirt was tucked oh, in my yeah. underwear yeah. and my pants were down around my ankles. Yep, and I didn't mention any of that at the time. I was just, no, it, she it was didn't, game mode. But later then she starts laughing and I'm like, what's so funny? Then she tells me about how 
while she's helping me in my most weak hour. Oh. And I I never have passed out before and my knees were so like they kept buckling. I couldn't I could not control my legs, so she did have to pull me, throw me in the bed. Yeah. She had a good athletic stance though when yeah, I saw yeah. her. Yeah. I need help. And like she's a got her basketball yeah, defensive oh, yeah. stance. Yeah. 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 She's she's All right. ready. All right. So yeah, so she got me back in the bed. I was sweating profusely. So I had about and then in between each ten to fifteen minutes I was able to I felt better, you know, like after you throw up you usually feel better for a while. And my numbness gradually got better in my hands. The caps was very minor, but the hands was bad. And then I'd have another bout where I had to run to the bat or the bucket. Yeah. And I There's no more running to the bathroom. No, bucket and then I'd sweat again mm-hmm. and everything like that. And every time I threw up, my hands went numb. And I did that four times, four or five times. Yeah. And last time was on the way to the ER. Jenny and Ellen, what are we waiting for? We were told by uh, a family member who's a nurse out in Oakland that I should call the nurse hotline because I was on this Paxlovid. She didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable with just giving me advice. So the nurse yep. hotline, of course, tells me to go to the ER. And I'm like, they're not going to do anything. They're just not. They're not going to do mm-hmm. anything. But we ended up going because I was, the, the numbness and tingling was scary to me or like just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we get there. Nobody asked me if I was the Hall of Famer's mother. So that was a good start. No. But we told them when we got in the door, we both have COVID. And of course, we're wearing our protective equipment, which for us is a mask, but mm-hmm. we both have COVID. Okay. So they kicked you out. They mm-hmm. brought me back right away. No, I had to sit in the waiting room a little while, but not long. So they brought me back. And there was a young girl who was a resident, and she had she knew, must have been told I had COVID because she put two masks on. And she comes in there and stays six feet away from me and, and talks to me and basically asks my history if I have any allergies and I'm like well I think I have an allergy now to Paxlovid and takes my history talks to me a little bit tells me that she it could be from COVID but it it could be from the drug but that's not the drug's common Mm -hmm. side effect or if you're having an allergic reaction to that drug it's more like what happened to you with the bee sting like hives itchiness red skin Mm -hmm. but not what I was going through so if it's not listed, people, it can't, can't possibly be, right? No. Uh, so she, she said, I'll come back in with my supervisor. 45 minutes passed. She finally come, they finally come back in, and the guy comes in. He's like, I'm Doug. That's it. It's Doug. I, I half expected Limu to come through yeah. the door. And he stays six feet away from me, too. Fine. At first, that was fine. And he basically told me it's a COVID reaction. Mm-hmm. Again, because yeah. the textbooks don't say that that's a reaction from Paxlovid. It may not have been a reaction to Paxlovid. I think it was a reaction to the medicine that I was on. Could be. My other medicine. Mm -hmm. So there's no report that those two medicines interact, but something was going on and it wasn't COVID. It certainly was not COVID. And it was two hours after I took the pill. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't think it's COVID. I'm thinking of not, I'm not going to take another dose because I don't want this to happen again. He's like, Mm -hmm. well... It's probably COVID, but if you want to know for sure, take another dose and see if it happens. Uh, pass. Yeah. So I asked him when he was in there, can somebody take my temperature? Because I'm feeling cold and I was sweating a lot and, you know, it's COVID. So temperature, I would think is something they'd want to know. I had a normal temperature. And then I was telling him that I'm having, I'm having wheezing when I 
at night I'm coughing a lot and my, I can hear my lungs, I can hear myself wheezing when I inhale. I said, can you please listen to my lungs? As far as the temperature, I should back up. I asked if he, he, he at first he shook his head no, like, no, I'm not going to take your temperature. Mm-hmm. But the resident with him said, I have two masks on, I'll do it. I said, I'll do it myself if you're afraid to get close to me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But she came and did it and then walked away. It takes like a second because they do your forehead. And then I asked him to listen to my lungs, and he shook his head no, and he said, you have the pulse oximeter on, you're at 99% oxygen, I'm not going to learn anything new from taking your, <laughs> lo- your, your listening to your lungs. And I just thought, are you kidding me? I have COVID. I'm, I'm telling you I'm wheezing and you're not going to listen to my lungs. I know that he can le- learn more information from listening to my lungs because of my healthcare background. So anyway, they, finally the, he leaves. He never touched me. He never got within six feet of me. And the resident did not offer to come and take my listen to my lungs because he clearly said no, so she's not going to step on his toes. And the fact that she said, I'm wearing two masks, suggests to me that they didn't want to get close to mm-hmm. me. If you are an emergency room, if you have an emergency room and you don't say on your room anywhere if you're COVID-19, we're not treating COVID-19 patients, mm-hmm. then it's my thought that you need to be ready to treat COVID patients as you would treat everyone else besides isolating them from the other population in the in the clinic, the other patients. And wear your PPE and stay six feet away when you're not treating them or examining them. And Correct. he's got to be on board with that or he shouldn't be at the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the treatment I got. The only thing that they did for me that helped was they gave me a Zofran and I didn't have any other vomiting. Mm-hmm. And I never had vomiting again. Yeah, you or didn't have any of those tumness and numbness and tingling or yeah. um, sweating profusely. I had no symptoms after that one Zofran. Yep. And so I was very upset with how they treated me. I've never been treated that way before. Like they clearly treated me like I had the plague, which a mm-hmm. lot of people say that COVID is. Yeah. But you're in the healthcare profession and you're not interested in my breathing and my temperature. Mm-hmm. And 11 days later, I went back to my primary care doctor and said, I'm still wheezing. She said, yeah, you're wheezing in all four lo- lobes, and I'm going to give you an inhaler. And she checked your and oxygen. And she checked my yep. oxygen and was and at was, 99%. Yep. But she still so checked your lungs. I wrote, long story short, I wrote to the clinic. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular clinic in, out of based out of Rochester, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I wrote to that clinic and complained about the care I got, and they said we will... We will look into this matter, and we will get back to you in 7 to 10 days. I got this letter that I'm opening now on, I don't know, the weekend, mm-hmm. just last weekend. Thank you for taking the time on July 26th to share your concerns in regard to your request for a billing adjustment for your care and treatment at the Department of Emergency Medicine on July 14th. Because I said, I'm happy to pay for the Zofran, but I'm not going to pay over $1,000 for getting the kind of treatment I got. We value your loyalty and appreciate hearing from you, especially when your experience does not meet your expectations. Following our standard process, your concerns were reviewed in the Office of Patient Experience and shared with the department leadership. After a thorough review of your concerns, it has been determined that the care and services provided to you were appropriate and will not be making an adjustment for the cost of the emergency department. Although we will not be making any adjustment to your account, we would like to make you aware of the option of consulting with patient account services. 
which basically is if you want to do like a payment plan. Mm -hmm. So they've decided that it was appropriate care, and I got the bill. It was like $1,200. And I think this really made me mad, and I really think, am I wrong with this? No, you get you get junk care, especially compared to what I got. They didn't know what to do for me besides give me the Zofran, mm-hmm. and that, that did help. But it certainly wasn't $1,200, and they treated me... They didn't even examine me, and his note said, I have personally examined this patient. Yeah, from six feet away. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. So I'm actually wanting to hear from other people listening. Like, you don't have Mm -hmm. to do it publicly. Email me. Send me a DM. My intention, or what I think is, I'm not done with this. I want to go further. But maybe maybe it was appropriate care. So I would like to know if people think that was appropriate care. So that's the ER story. Now, that one is not a fun story, except for the underwear in the shirt tucked into the underwear, I guess. is funny to the Hoffer in well, my crisis. It was just, I need help! <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that loud because I couldn't talk, really. I mean, I was very hoarse. I need help! Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so now we'll tell the Tolbo story, which we have vastly oversold, or I have. Yeah. So the Tobel story, where were we? We were in the middle of Illinois, was it? Yeah. Or Indiana. We were we were driving from Milwaukee to the Frankfurt, Michigan for yes. the summer of littles, right? And of course, you know, it's gonna be about an eight hour drive with mm-hmm. with stops and things like that and and toll booths and it seems like any time we're going through tolls, we always pick the longest lane, longest, lowest lane. Always. Yeah. And yeah. I believe we were still in Chicago at this point. No, we were out of Chicago. We were. But, what but we wait, were, we, were, we were still in Illinois, though. Yeah, but what, right? we, what we were dealing with was at, no, we were in Indiana because they still accept cash at booths. Okay. Illinois doesn't. We had to pay online. Yeah, which so, we were very confused about. Oh, yeah. That was, that's not very helpful. We're we like, did it, we though. We figured here? it out. We did it. Yeah. We thought we were breaking rules. Yeah, because I'm so used to stopping and throwing mm-hmm. the money in the little cage and going yeah. again. I loved that when I was mm-hmm. younger. Like, I yeah, just fun. used that accelerator, pedal to the metal I, to get out of that chute before anybody else. It was like a race. <laughs> so we're in Indiana because we had we we left with change in cash, anticipating yeah, we tolls. Were ready. We didn't know that they changed it where you're not you don't have to pay anymore at the on the spot. But in Indiana, there there were like one or two that you could do cash in mm-hmm. and some of them were manned or womaned some of them were not well it's always on the far right so we're over on the far right and it's cash but there's no attendant yeah and so you still i don't know if it's credit card or if you put your cash in yeah you could still put your your cash in but it's like a vending machine basically uh-huh. you just put your cash in that way so we're in that line forever yeah pick the slowest line well, in hindsight now, we, we needed to pick the one that said cash slash mm-hmm. uh, E-pass or E-pass, whatever Because it is, you know yeah. that half those people in that line true. are E-pass. Yeah, yep, that's true. And that line was going faster. Yeah, but we, we were in a yeah. position where we could not rewind, no. not reverse. Yeah. We picked the wrong line every wrong time. Line. And we every were time. in that line forever. And I mm-hmm. there was a few times when I'm like, should I switch over? But you know how fast they come behind you and I couldn't get over or no. whatever. So we get up and we're so excited because the we're the second car the, the truck in front of us and then us and we're out of there it's like woohoo we were probably there go. a half hour 20 minutes uh 20 minutes to half yeah, hour total. probably uh-huh 
it was at least 15 minutes that we're waiting in this line and then deciding, well, we've already committed this long. And so we're, we're next in line and we're like, yes, we're ready. We have our cash ready to go. And the guy in front of us does not move. Mm-hmm. The arm is up. He's not moving. He's paid his toll. The arm is up. Yes. Yep. Nothing is happening. And then he gets out of the car, and I'm like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And someone behind us honks, and he thinks it's us. Yeah, and we're like, ooh, wasn't us, wasn't us. Mm-hmm. You know, because we don't, we don't honk. You know, Minnesota nice, we're not going to honk. But we're oh, like, what the heck is going people, on? you don't honk. I do not honk. No, I'm not a honker. But I didn't honk. and nope. he, But he did turn and look at us and say, mm-hmm. it won't take, my, my car won't, my truck won't start. It won't, I can't, I don't know what to do. Yep. It, 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 it was saying, um... At this point, I got out because I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And because, you know, why just why just sit there and watch him? It's like, okay, let's see if I can help this guy out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it said, key fob not detected. By the way, you were the only one that got out. Nobody behind us got out. Oh, the and one guy did eventually. After you did. But I think it was to he yell was at the attendant. the guy that attendant. was honking. And yeah. he tried to call the attendant over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the, it said key fob not detected. So the Hall of Famer gets in this guy's truck, gets in this guy's truck, and... It says key fob not detective, but mm-hmm. he detected, but he clearly drove there. Mm-hmm. I don't, he must have shut the truck off while he was doing his know. toll. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing? I don't know what he was doing or if it stopped on him or what. And so I'm sitting in the car at this point. You're out and the guy behind us is out and, yep. he, and the passenger and his car is sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. So then what happens? He goes and gets the attendant. Well, the attendant just happened to come out and the attendant's like, oh, geez, I leave for 10 minutes and look what happens. Because by this point, we're, we've been sitting there probably five minutes. I've been out of the car about five minutes by this point and the attendant comes out. And so we told the attendant what's happening and, and she's like, well, I don't know. And I, I said, well, can we can we try to put it in neutral and push it forward? No, I can't do that. That's, that's not one of my responsibilities. And I said, well, can we do it? The other guy was there too and he He's like, well, can we do it? And this person's like, no, no, you can't do that. Well, I, I tried to put it into neutral anyway, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't let us do anything mm-hmm. without the without the key fob. So that was a moot point anyway. Yeah. But but we thought, well, let's let's try that. Well, that that was a that was a no go. And so I asked, well, could we can we pull around on the right because there was a gap there. Oh, nope, you can't do so that either. You asked that between mm-hmm. the toll booth and the little stand yeah. where the people go to eat lunch and stuff. Yeah, there yeah. was there was a little gap. There was a gap where we yeah. could have gotten through, and they said, "Nope, you can't do that. You can't do that." You wouldn't pay your toll then. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah, when it's something like that happens, I mean, we're stuck. And she said, "He's just gonna have to get a tow truck," and that was it. That was all she had. Yeah, yep. And then like, she okay. went back into her little station. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay. And then the other guy left. Right, he went back in his car. Mm, yeah, he yeah, sat he back did. in his car. He did. Yep. And so you got back in the car for a oh, minute. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. And then you told me what was going on, and then you're like, "Well, we can't. Who knows how long this tow truck's going to take?" And there was no way. There was probably twenty cars behind us, at least. I don't know. There was a bunch. And so the Hall of Famer, being the new vice principal and obviously a leader, <laughs> gets out of the car and starts directing all the traffic, and like. Telling people in our line to back up. Telling people in the next line, holding out her hand, halt right here. She goes and talks to him. We need to. All of us needs to merge. All of us needs to merge into this lane because that guy's broken down. So mm-hmm. we're gonna do this. And she stands out there directing traffic until I finally am able to back up and get back in to the car. Yeah. So that's the toll booth story. I was impressed. This is not something I would have done. I think we would have probably been there another hour if the tow truck hadn't come. 
Uh, yeah, if, if we, we didn't, waited for the yeah, tow truck. Yeah, if we just we sat there. We were already there, yeah. an hour late to Summer of Littles. And, and uh, you know, this is why we were late. Mm-hmm. And But you took care of business. And we got out of that toll. And, by the way, once we joined that line, it took like two two minutes yeah. to get through because of the Easy Pass people. <gasps> so, anyway, that's the toll booth story. The Hall of Famer did take charge. And have you ever had a job in, like, help parking at venues or no. traffic control? Nope. But I did I did a little zipper merge. Yep, she had him do the zipper merge. Most people don't even know what that nope. is. And nobody nobody shouted at me. Nobody nope. hit me. Nope. It was it was people wanted to know what was going on, so yeah. I told them, and then they're like, oh okay, okay. And, and then they let us go, and they understood. So yeah, yeah, we got to back up, and it said absolutely do not back up, and I said, well, we're gonna have to back up. Well, you didn't have the toll attendant telling you not to because no. she ran away and hid in the building. Yep. So, so well, that's what we're going to do. I'm the honorary toll booth attendant today. <laughs> that's right. I'm in charge now. Yeah. I'm the captain now. <laughs> yep. So there you go. That's the toll booth story. Again, we probably oversold that. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think it's time to talk State Fair Foods. Ooh. It's time for Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports. She reports. Well, yep, here it is, another edition of the Rachel Reports. And with us now is Rachel. Hey there. Hey, thanks for joining us. Not a problem. Thanks for joining me again. (laughs) Of course. Now, I know you're having a little bit of microphone and internet problems tonight. Yes. So the thing I should say to you now is welcome to the country and country internet. (laughs) No doubt. Thank you. It's rare indeed a time when my internet is better than a guest's. Yes, this is true. <laughs> well, the entire inspiration behind me creating Rachel Reports has come upon us again. It is the time for the Minnesota State Fair, the Minnesota Great Get Together. Is that what they call it? Wait, Great Minnesota Get Together. Yes. Yep. Okay. So the Minnesota State Fair opens, I think, it opened yesterday, but for you, and I I really don't consider the State Fair opening until Rachel goes, for you, <laughs> it opens tonight or today. It does. Yep. Yep. We're pretty excited. And are you going today? Uh, yes, we are. Definitely. Spending all day. We're pretty excited. Great. Now, I think you're going to get off the hook because I don't think there's going to be a time where we're going to go up, can go up there and... Meet you at the gate for food delivery. Well, how disappointing. <laughs> well, I mean, if you really want to, we can find a time. <laughs> maybe after you tell me what new foods you're going to try, maybe I'll change my mind. Or we'll sure. just make it happen. Sure, sure. Okay, so Definitely. here we go. What are the new... I mean, first, before that, let's back up. You always get Pronto Pups. You always get mm-hmm. cheese curds. Mm-hmm. You always get Sweet Martha Cookies. Yes. You yes. always get deep fried cookie dough or not? Yeah, sometimes cookie dough, sometimes just uh, the candy bars themselves. Okay. Yeah. And so there's a, quite a staple of things that you always get. But, and feel free to add one if I missed one because I know there are more. Yeah. In fact, I was showing the list to my uh, stepdaughter tonight who's going for the first time and she's like, this sounds really yummy. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh, she is in for it. Is she going to be subjected to like a 13, 14 hour day? Yes. And I'm not quite sure she's prepared for it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I wasn't. I think we no. lasted, what, three hours? 
<laughs> we met you there, which was very smart on my part. Yes, yes. Yeah, we stayed a little longer than you did. A, just a little. Yep, yep. Okay, so what are the new foods? I mean, don't you don't have to list all the new foods because I know there are a lot, but tell me what you're intending on trying or what you're excited for. Sure. So there's a couple, um, and I'm going to say this wrong, but it's a birthday cake palette. I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's a Mexican frozen dessert on a stick made with chunks of birthday cake, sprinkles, and a vanilla extract base. So I thought that seemed pretty good. Hmm. And then we're going to try a hot honey chicken sausage kebab, which is hot honey drizzled over chicken sausage skewered with cornmeal biscuit chunks served on a bed of coleslaw. Ooh, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the third one I was going to share is a cotton candy float, uh, which the 18-year-old is really excited about. Cotton candy soda poured over Kemp's vanilla ice cream and topped with cotton candy. Okay. I think I might like that one. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. So you're only going to try three new ones? Well, I have like six, but I didn't know how many you wanted to hear about. Oh, throw them, double it up. Let's go for six. Okay. Okay. So the next one is the Sunday Sammy. It's a grilled sandwich with cinnamon bread, Minnesota strawberry jam, vanilla cream, fresh strawberries, whipped cream, toasted peanuts, confetti sprinkles, and flaked sea salt. Oh my goodness. That is a smorgasbord. Isn't it? <laughs> you had me up until about vanilla cream. Yes, yes. And then I, when I heard whipped cream, I, I don't know. I bet you that's <laughs> decent. I bet you that's going to be decent. Yes, yes. And then I, I think there's a theme. These all seem to be pretty uh, sweet on the dessert end. But the next one is a sweet cheese blintz, which is a soft-baked crepe filled with sweet vanilla-flavored cream cheese and sprinkled with powdered sugar. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> I think so. I think I so. I would definitely like that. Yep, I thought that sounded good. And then the last one, you know, to combine all of my loves into one is deep fried ice cream. So it's a handmade ice mm. cream bar covered with a crispy cornflake coating, deep fried, drizzled with raspberry and blueberry sauces, and topped with sprinkles. Okay, I'd like that one too. So that Three out of six that I think I might like, that's what, 50% if I'm doing my math right? That's pretty good and probably more than in the past. Absolutely. I usually don't like yep. all that stuff. Yep. The Hall of Famer, I may have to make a special trip for you to deliver us something. <laughs> let's just hope it's not pouring rain. Yes. And let's hope it's not ice cream. <laughs> right. Because that happened last time. It was pouring rain and ice cream and it melted all over your hand. Yes, and I got to tell you, the funny thing, I don't know if I shared this, was I had to exit the fair to give it to you, so they put a stamp on my hand, and it was raining mm -hmm. so hard that when I went back to go in, the stamp had washed off. <laughs> yes, you did. You did tell me that, but the lady recognized you from your multiple yes. attendant, attendance that she let you back in. She did. She did. <laughs> I mean, that could have been catastrophic, because I don't think you had been there that long. No, no, not too long. <laughs> I'm so glad that didn't happen because then I would know for certain that, that you would never do this service for us again. I know, I know. Or I'd need a really big tip. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> have you decided how many times you're going for sure? Last time we talked, I think you thought at least four. Yeah, so unfortunately, I did not get to sign up for a shift for work. I don't know. For some reason, it was really popular and filled up before I could sign up. So for sure, I'm going three times, but 
I am on the on-call list if somebody calls in and can't make it to uh, to the fair for work. So hopefully it'll be four, but for sure it's three. I think that'll work for you. You're going to get four. Yeah, get I hope four. so. I hope so. Okay, now speaking of fried food, I want to ask yeah. you a question that we that the Hall of Famer and I answered in the first segment. Okay. And it was about who, which, and I know you like fries. Mm-hmm. It was about all these fast food restaurants. Who has the best fries? And there were 24 of them. But instead of me reading them all off, I sent you the picture ahead of time. So what do you think? Who do you think has the best fries? Well, I have a hard time picking one, but I tend to have a top three. Okay. The Hall of Famer gave a top three as well. Let's see if they match. Okay. Well, just, uh, just so you know, I did a tiny bit of research. Can I share that research with you? Absolutely. Okay. So I asked the 18-year-old, and her response was five guys. Okay. And I asked my husband, and he said Wendy's and Raisin Cane's. Oh. And then my response is, you can never go wrong with McDonald's. Okay. And I do think that Wendy's has really raised their game. Oh. And then for me, while it's all about the dipping sauce, I got to go with Raisin Cane's. Okay. So Raisin Cane's... I think the Hall of Famer said she'd had those fries. I don't think I have. The Hall of Famer's answers were, I mean, you'll hear this later if you listen. Sure, sure. But it's McDonald's, Five Guys, and Arby's. Okay. Those curly fries. We're pretty close. Yeah, the curly fries are pretty good. Yep. Yeah, they're good. Wendy's was not mentioned. How do you think they've upped their game? What have they changed? Maybe it's more salt. But I I remember thinking... I don't know, in the last couple of years, that they came close to McDonald's for me, but it's hard to top McDonald's as a classic. That's what she said, the Hall of Famer, but she said they. she thinks maybe the reason that she likes McDonald's so much is because it's a lot of salt, but she thought oh, yeah. maybe they were getting away from all that salt. Well, that would be disappointing. Yeah. Okay, well, it'd be interesting to hear what listeners think because this year, you know, we're all over the map here. Except for McDonald's is a constant and Five Guys was a constant between the four of you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. I picked Five Guys as well, so between the five of us. Okay, okay. Well, that seems appropriate then. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it it belongs in the top three of everyone's list. Sure, sure. So I understand. Now, I had forgotten this at the time when the Hall of Famer was going through the ER experience and becoming part of the Epi Club, uh, the Epi Pen Club. Sure. But then I remembered later that you are in that club. Not You haven't been in that club very long, but you are in that club. Would you care to ex- explain how you found out that you sure. are in that club? <laughs> sure. So I was camping with my parents, and we were getting ready to go on a hike, and uh, I had one like swallow of uh, pop left in a can. And uh, I swallowed. And I looked at my dad and I said, I think I just swallowed a bee. And he's like, okay. And so it was, I can still feel it. It was all fuzzy going down. Uh, (laughs) Like no pain or anything, but you know, you could feel it going all the way down. And so I sit down next to my dad and all of a sudden the world starts getting a little uh, spinny. And so I put my head between my knees and I did not know that apparently I passed out because when I sat back up, Everybody was staring at me, which was a little unnerving. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently my eyes were really big and I was pale and I'd been making all these sorts of noises. 
And so uh, I looked poor enough that they called 911 and they decided that they should drive me to the hospital because uh, it was going to be quicker than waiting for an ambulance. So they loaded me into the back of the car and my dad starts taking off and he's probably going a little bit fast and he takes a corner a little bit sharply. And the next thing I know, I had a cooler fall on top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm like, could you please get the cooler off my head? And so they got it off me and I then had a black eye, which really just added to the story. Um, (laughs) But by this time I was getting pretty shaky and right like at the base of my breastbone was like a pain. And so a pretty significant pain. So my parents thought I was having a heart attack or something. So they take me into the ER and uh, my dad's practically carrying me. And the late, this is during COVID times. And so the lady like sees how bad I am and she starts trying to open up the wheelchair and she can't get it. And my mom's like, she has to get in right now. And so finally the lady got it open and they uh, didn't do it. worry about masks. They just took me right in. And later they pulled my parents back for the COVID questions, but they took me in right away. I did not get an EpiPen. I was getting IVs like crazy and I was shaking so bad. I've never shook so hard in my life. And it was, I was breathing uh, incredibly shallow. Uh, I just could not take a deep breath. And then they started having uh, me drink water because they were concerned that B might still be stuck in my throat. And it turns out that right uh, before he got lower, uh, he stung me right on the breastbone. So that's probably why I had my reaction. And when I think about it, I'm thinking I probably was more in shock than was maybe allergic. But Mm. apparently it was pretty dramatic. And so they had to keep me there for like six hours. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I remember them saying, um, you know, do you feel nauseous? And I'm like, no. So they're like, well, we're going to give you this bag. And then everyone left the room and I promptly threw up. (laughs) So (laughs) So they knew. (laughs) Yep. So I told my parents to leave and go, go continue camping. So they went for a hike and got lost, which is to be expected. And then uh, they came back and picked me up six hours later and we went and got a EpiPen at the pharmacy and then just uh, continued on with our camping. But uh, I am no longer allowed to drink from cans outside. But it was it was pretty darn exciting there for a little bit. Okay, so I have to back up a little bit because it sounds to me like you're telling me that that bee was still alive and it did not sting you until way down in the breastbone. Yes, correct. I don't know who was more surprised, him or me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But there was definitely a parting shot. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to swallow me? I got something for you. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. So you did not get any hives or any any redness or or itchiness or anything like that? No. So I'm not entirely convinced that I am allergic. I think I had a shock or I went into shock. I do carry around two EpiPens. I've Mm -hmm. yet to be stung. I recently realized they're both been expired for about a year, so I'm not overly concerned about it. So... (laughs) I guess not, but they'll work in a pinch. They'll, yes, I don't, yes. I, if they're going to work. I mean, we yes, have yes. ibuprofen around here that's two or three years past expiration and still works. Yes, yes. But you yep. may want to reload on that at some point. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and you never know because if you get stung again, it might be your body might have a more significant reaction. Maybe you weren't allergic before, but something triggered right. in your body with that. Yes, yes, this is true. That's this pretty true. scary. And you, we talked about how if the Hall of Famer had gotten stung, like in the Boundary Waters, how terrible that would be. I think yours yes. would probably be even more terrible. 
Yes, yes. It was it was just unreal. I just have never, yeah, shook that hard or been so short of breath. And, oh, man, I can't imagine being, you know, days away from assistance. So, Yeah, I mean, you were camping, but thankfully you were camping within a, yes. I don't know how long the drive was, but 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Probably yes. a little bit longer than it should have been since you got hit in the head with a cooler and had to be slowed yes. down to get the cooler <laughs> off your face. Yes. <laughs> Again, we were grateful for the scenario that it uh, took place in. It didn't need to take place. And certainly I didn't need a black eye. But whatever. It makes for a great story. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did you get that black eye as part of your reaction to your bee sting? (laughs) Oh, no, no. That isn't quite what happened. (laughs) No, no. And I will say that we did not tell my husband anything till about eight hours later because we know that he would have just freaked out. So. (laughs) Oh, he wasn't there. No, he was not there. No. He's not a camper. He is not at all. No. <laughs> but I do I do remember now, you kind of downplayed your situation just like the Hall of Famer downplayed hers. She sent me a text that said, I'm having an allergic reaction to a bee. I'm going to go get some Benadryl. I remember a text that came through from you, something like, well, I'm in the ER. I, had a, I swallowed a bee. And... <laughs> That was all I really heard at the time. Like, <laughs> you didn't say you had to be monitored for six hours. No. And it, I had to, like, really de- dig deep to find out how serious it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I am hoping that if a bee does sting you, knock on wood, that you aren't allergic. But Yes, yes. But the good news is when I hang out with the Hall of Famer, we'll, we'll have like a, a ample supply of EpiPens for any scenario. So Yes, yes, you will. Yes, yes. you will. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much again, Rachel, for coming on. Oh, thank you. It's always a fun time. And if I don't meet you at the fair, definitely Rachel Reports will have to come back on for a review of the food. So please keep in mind the 012345 rating that we use on this podcast. And I'll be expecting a full report. Uh, We'll see what we can do. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you. And and bring your EpiPen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Taste test with the Hall of Famer. All right. Well, let's finish this off with the taste test. We have three drinks to taste, but four beers. Explain. Big night tonight we have two 16 ounces but then we have two 12 ounce cans that ed butt insisted that we try together to make a special drink a special beer combo yeah a black and tan yep okay so we have two beers that are going to make up a black and tan that we'll get to what is your order is that the first one nope the first one is uh is from patrick smith Oh, okay. Good. Yep. And this is from Drecker, I think I'm saying that right, Brewing Company in Fargo, North Dakota. Mm, I don't know about beer being brewed in Fargo. I guess they do have a lot of wheat and, and stuff. Yeah. It, but Dr- Fargo, I mean, it's 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 so close to Minnesota. Mm. Is it a Midwest beer? No, I don't think so. I think it is. We have a Midwestern beer! <laughs> eh. All right, and this is called... Chunk 
Sunday sour with strawberry cocoa nibs and coconut. Mmm. Mm. All right. So it's a 16-ouncer, and it is a like this, red I? label with a red and with um, white and other colors, but mainly red. And it's like a picture of like a cat with uh, devil horns or something like that on there. See? Can't you see like the little devil horns? Yes, I can. Uh, and a frightening looking cat. So yeah, that looks pretty fun. I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see here. The uh, ABV. ABV unknown. But it's very interesting. I'm seeing something different on this can. It breaks it down into categories. It says malt, pale to row, wheat, carafoam, hops, magnum, hallerto, blanc. Flora, something I don't know how to say. Lacto, oh, Bactilis culture, house ale yeast, gimmicks, mm. strawberry, cocoa nibs, coconut, lactose, vanilla. Attention, Ooh, lactose contains a significant amount of fruit, so please keep cold at all times. Separation is normal. Give can a gentle roll or two before opening. Ooh, I'm doing that right now. Good, it's sufficiently rolled. Okay. I'm glad we're doing that first since we're supposed to keep it the coldest. I think I'm gonna like this. Okay. Maybe it's not required. Oh, in, oh, oh. Maybe it's not required in North Dakota to have an ABV. Yeah, maybe not. It is. Ooh, this is thick. cloudy. It's very cloudy. This this looks like dirty water. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's like brownish. Yeah. yeah. It looks like mm-hmm. it looks like a dirty river. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's give it a smell. So, I mean, it looks delicious. Can't tell what the smell is. I definitely smell the beer, but can't tell from there. I'm giving it a go. Oh, that's just a lot of fun. Right mm. there. I got to try it again. We better review the rating system. Mm. Mm. That's a five. I don't yeah, know. Betcha. I don't know if people know what that means. They do now. Zero is? Ish. One, crime and a. Two, oofta. Three. That's interesting. Four. Four. Ah, geez, that's good. And five. You betcha. Now there's that break in the action. I have to have one more sip. It's very thick. It's almost like you're having a smoothie. Drinking a Mm -hmm. smoothie. And so you're giving it a five, you betcha. uh Uh-huh. I'm giving it a five. It's really fun. I think I'll like it. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Duluth Trading. Or Duluth Cider. Duluth Trading Company. Duluth Cider. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're, they're yeah. thicker. They call them like smoothies almost. Mm-hmm. I smell the strawberry in there. Do you? Yep. I'll tell All you right. what, I didn't taste the, the nib or the cocoa nibs or okay. any of that. I'm going. Go for it. Yeah, that's really good. She's smiling, folks. That is really good. We right? might be fighting over this well, one. Well, arm wrestle. Let's arm wrestle for it. Uh, yeah, no. Because oh. I will not win that. <sighs> you never know. I, got, I have a bum shoulder right now. Maybe... When you were in the ER, I might have won it. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, if I don't say five, I won't get to drink it tonight. Yeah, you better say five. You you almost started glowing. No, really? There's a little bit of an aftertaste, but it's a four plus. Oh, okay. The looks of it are really not appealing. So if you could get past the look of it. Yeah, it looks like a dirty water, like you said, but kind of orangish too. Yeah. Like rusty water. <laughs> or mm. I'm not even going to go there, so don't, never mind. Yeah. Okay, next one. All right. This is, is this the Ed Butt special? It is. Yes, when we were in Frankfurt, Ed gave us these two beers and said, you must mix them into a black and tan. All right. So this first one 
is from Petoskey Brewing. It's Michigan, so yep. we have another Midwestern beer. Possibly. Brewed with pure Michigan artesian spring water. It's called the Horny Monk Belgian-style ale. It's 6.9% ABV, and he wants us to mix it with another Michigan beer called Dirty Blonde. Uh, oh, Atwater. Yep, from Atwater Brewery in Detroit. Oh, another Midwestern beer. <laughs> Only 4.5% alcohol by volume. Okay, so we have a dirty blonde and a horny monk. So what does that make this? A dirty monk or a horny blonde? I don't know. You'll have to ask Ed, but he thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it, I think you could. I think he said you could go either way, the yeah. horny blonde or the dirty monk. Now, I've yeah. had a black and tan once, and I can't remember if I liked it or not, but now, here we go. Do you do, which one do you pour in first? That was not discussed. I think, let's go the dark beer first. Okay. And see what happens. So it's what kind of a the dark what is it? It's um uh, Belgian style ale. I'm not going to like that. Not and then I'm going to What happens if you put two beers together that I don't typically like? Then you really won't Will like I it. Will I like the the third, the combination? No. Nope. Okay, so if you put the dark one in, yep. You put the horny monk in? Yep. And the dirty blonde's going on top. Yeah, I don't really know how to do this. Uh, that's good. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I don't Are really know how to do this. That? So I don't. I know in a traditional black and tan, like it it separates, and so it really oh, does look. Does it? Yeah, I have seen that before, but okay. I'm sure they know how to pour it. Well, I don't. Yeah, I just think that the idea was more for the names of the beer. I think so. Huh. I think so. And now we're giving it a go, Ed. So here we go. This smells like your classic beer. Lot, oh. Lots of head. You guys, I did not talk about the, the can. cans. I know. Because oh, that's just you're, embarrassing. You're relying on the videos now. I am, but I I think I'm overwhelmed by four cans of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a lot. So, so it's a lot different than normal. So the Dirty Blonde has like a silhouette of probably Detroit would be my guess. And it says Dirty Blonde. And inside the Atwater Brewing label, there's a, it looks like maybe a construction worker or something. Maybe, maybe somebody from a car from the factory that's holding up right. holding yeah. up some beer and then the other one there is a picture of a horny monk yeah. monk with some horns yes and otherwise it's a white can label yeah looks pretty nice looks like um the monk from robin hood what was hmm. his name father john no idea i father don't watch john, that but with horns on him all right let's give it a go him. nope not a fan what number no, so it's not bad enough where I can't even try a second sip, though. Okay. Last week you had one like that. I just, I don't like that at all. I don't like the flavors. I would not have that again, ever. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to give it a one. So if you had, you got a little bit of, let's say they're both 5.5, let's say they're both 5% ABV. Yeah. Are you drinking a 10% ABV? No. I think you're. I think you have to average them. Okay, my first sniff is it's disgusting. It <laughs> smells like a nasty beer, like dirty socks. And here we go. No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a zero. Oh no, wow. actually, that's not true. It's a one. I figure if I can take a second sip of it, I did not take a second. It's sip. It's a one. Why don't you quick sip one of each? Oh 
good idea. So now you're going to taste the horny monk. Yep. Right out of the can. We're breaking the Todd Decay rules. Oh, I think that's the problem. The horny monk? Mm-hmm. The Belgian I don't like ale? That. No. Zero? Yeah. Uh-huh. You would not want to try that again. Okay, Dirty Blonde. Now, this one says that wheat ale brewed with orange peel and coriander. So I might like this one a little more. That on its own is better. I'll give that a two. Okay, so you really don't even like that one all that Not much. really. Not two. really. Oofta. Oofta. Okay, I'm going to take the horny monk. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the dirty blonde actually makes that better. <laughs> That's a zero. <laughs> and here's the dirty blonde. Yep, I mean, I think you're going to give it a two. Oh, no, probably not because you gave it a zero. No, no. That's also huh? a zero. So Ooh. how come both of them together Ooh. makes a one? I have no idea. That's yeah, a- that's not that's not good. No, no. Sorry, Ed. I do like the cans. The yep. cans are cool. The cans and the combo. All right, we have All one. Right. But I do appreciate the fun game of mixing. Yes. And the Dirty Blonde and the Horny Monk are fun names for beer. Yep. And I've never had a black and tan, so now I have. And now I know that I wouldn't get one. Or, I don't know. You said you didn't think it was quite a traditional black and tan. Well, still, I don't think I'd like it. Um, this next one is from Kim Wilson. Oh, okay. And this is a white coffee stout oh. from Eastern Market Brewing Company in mm, Detroit. Detroit. Actually, it says um, brewed and canned in collaboration with Ferndale Project in Ferndale, Michigan. Either way, we have another Midwestern beer. Okay, this one. Style, white stout with ash coffee. It's A-S-H-E. Okay. Ash coffee and cocoa nibs. Oh, and this one also talks about hops and malts. Isn't that interesting? Mm, are, we, yeah. are we getting a new thing going here? I don't know. Maybe you've never noticed it on previous. Yeah. Well, those are like German malts or German hops. Then I, I don't even know how to say them. So I'm just going to skip that portion. Okay. But ABV. I will tell you that the ABV is... 6.8%. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So white coffee stout. Now, I usually should, I mean, I, this is typically something I would like, but the white coffee kind of scares me. I don't know. Yeah, Ooh, it's definitely it's not lighter. very dark. Yep, that's where that white, oh, gosh, what is wrong with me tonight? I'm just so excited to drink it, I guess. I didn't even talk about the label. The label's cool looking. It's black and white and it's written really big stout. And it, I don't know, it looks like water or... I don't know. Just a nice little artsy display. I'm sure you really understand what I'm saying right yeah, now. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay, let's go for it. Ooh. There's no head on this one. No head. And it is uh, definitely a darker color. Yeah. It looks more amberish. Yeah. Oh. It smells like dirty coffee. Oh. Dirty coffee? I don't even know if that's a thing. Mmm. It is interesting. So I actually will take a second sip. Mmm. It's interesting. That's a three. Mm-mm. I don't like it. Okay. Definitely taste the coffee. I don't really know what's happening in my mouth right now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's beer coffee, basically. And I'm not interested in that. So I, I'm, I'm going to give it a one just because I could have two sips of it. I didn't make the face. interesting. Yeah, I'm not giving it a three. Okay. I'm just using that word. Oh, gosh, I really smell strong coffee. Mm-hmm. It's really, this is probably the most coffee smell I've ever had sipping a beer. Um... The Hall of Famer is drinking the first sour beer as I'm doing my taste. I had to wash it down. It was horrible. We haven't decided who gets that one yet. Well, I thought I'd better take another sip. 
I do see what you're saying about the dirty. Like, it sort of tastes like earth. <laughs> it's an earthy beer. I would give this a three, though. It's mm, interesting. It's interesting. But would you order it? Because I think usually three plus is if you'll yeah. order it, right? That's mine, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, if there's any other stout on the menu, I probably wouldn't. But if this was the only stout, I think I might. But I don't know. Maybe but if there's I'd a sour. A, if there's a sour, I'd probably order that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a three. And I, the smell is very interesting. Uh, yeah. Mm. So the winner tonight for both of us was the sour. Yep. And then the second place one was the white coffee stout, I think. Yeah. Maybe not for would, you, but for me. No. I would say so, though. That was definitely second. Yeah. So I won't be drinking either of the other two. Okay. So thank you, Patrick, Ed, and Kim. We appreciate it very much. We better get out of here. This has been a long episode, and it's just time. I hope you had a good Central Standard Time. Definitely. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod. And you can email your questions and comments to midwestbiaspod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias, get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Okay, whatever you say, you're a big girl now.